0: Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Well, here we are again with the Word of God and how wonderful and what a privilege to share the Word of God with you, my dear brother and sister. You know, last week I was talking about try Thanksgiving and I realized um, there was quite a reaction to the message and I realized that for some it really, really is difficult the questions came like, Pastor how do you expect me to give thanks in and for uh, this terrible situation that I'm in? And I'm going tonight to talk to you about that. And the topic is about trust. My dear brother and sister, trust is the key to thanksgiving. And I'm going to unpack it for you and, and explain to you. But do you still remember the last story that I told you about Betty and Corey ten Boom? And by the way, you have to watch their life story. It's called uh, The Hiding Place, and it's available on all platforms, but on YouTube, the whole movie is there. That's just on the sideline. But Corey and Betsy Ten Boom were in Ravensbrück in the Second World War in this barracks uh, in the concentration camp. And they, uh, you know what? (laughs) I spoke about the fact that this place was not only a horrible place, But it was on top of it infested with fleas. And Betsy convinced Corey to start to give God thanks, to begin to give God thanks for the fleas in this place. Now you can imagine being bitten by fleas every day. And I don't want to make a long story, but the the point is simply this. Corey and Betsy agreed in Jesus' name that they were going to give God thanks for the fleas. At the end of it all, we know that something miraculous happened, and that is that the gods, for the duration of their stay, never pestered them, never visited them, never did anything because the gods did not like the fleas. Hallelujah! So they stayed away from this. In fact, Cory and them testified how they could. Uh, 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 worship God praise God uh, bring others to the Lord in and getting them saved um, and have meetings there so you know what maybe your circumstances pastor Jacques also said this morning there's something you need to face and something you need to conquer but you need to do it lovingly and grateful, uh, being grateful in it. So here, I just want to get to 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18. This was the scripture that Betsy quoted to Corey, And she said, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Paul says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Rejoice when? Always. Pray without what? Without ceasing. In Everything, give thanks. My dear brother and sister, you might say, Pastor Tians, are you really out of it? Have you lost your mind? How can you expect me to praise God always and pray without ceasing? In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. I want to say to you, and this will be amplified in another scripture just now. We've got to understand what the will of God is for you listening to me right now. Yes, even you uh, sitting with fleas, sitting with a Jericho situation, something you've got to conquer, sitting with something that you've got to overcome. And I want to say to you, it is possible. And tonight I'm going to give you the key. So this is what the scripture says, rejoice Always pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it is not me that is saying it, or not I, you know, that is saying this. It is the word of God that is speaking this to you. In the end, we realize that we need to understand that it is God who is working all things meaning all things, including your difficulty right now, together for good, because you love Him. You know that Philippians 4 verse 4 echoes the Scripture in Thessalonians, where Paul again writes in Philippians 4 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And then he says, Again I say to you, rejoice in the Lord always. Always, Whenever you have something repeated, it means that you're not going to escape it. It is an absolute command and an absolute truth. We see here uh, that uh, we've not only got to give the Lord praise always, but in all things. And now it intensifies. Because Paul goes on in Ephesians 5 verse 20 to say to you, giving thanks always. Listen to this for all things unto God. So, my brother and sister, the picture is clear. The will of God is that you must not all not only always give thanks, but you must give thanks in all things and for all things. Now you've got to fight this out with God. I just bring you the word of God in an uncompromised way here. But I will concede to this and say, in the natural, It is impossible to do this. You know, uh, we're so painfully aware of people that have lost loved ones, as I said in my last sermon. I'm so painfully aware, and I'm an empath, so I, I feel what people are feeling. I, I, I so can sympathize and empathize with you, those that have lost uh, something dear to you or someone dear to you. It is, in fact, impossible for the natural person to give thanks in and for all things and on top of it always but as i've said romans 8:28 cannot lie my god promised that he will work all things together for good for those who love him how can you do this and here comes the key and also the title of my message trust is the key trusting god is the only way you will ever be able to give God thanks in and for always uh, just giving thanks for Him, in and for all things. If you're hidden in Christ, Colossians three verse three, and Christ, in fact, is in you, Colossians 1:27. So Colossians 3:3. 3, 3, you are in Christ, but Christ is also in you, Colossians 1.27. Here you will see that you are like surrounded by Christ as an atmosphere that wherever you go, He is there even though you cannot see Him. But not only that you're saturated with Christ, He falls every, every bit of you. If you therefore are in him and he is in you, listen, whatever wants to come to you must come through Christ. Hallelujah. Whatever touches your body, John G. Lake writes, and he says, If somehow some evil thing touches your body and you experience some form of sickness or or an attack in your body, Christ in you rises up and begins to fight the good fight in you and for you. So it is impossible for us to be affected by these things because of the fact that we are hidden in Christ, but Christ is also in us. If you look around you and nothing makes sense anymore, and you say, Father, I look at these circumstances and it is overwhelming. I do not know what to do. Trust in the God who sees. El Roy, the God who sees. His eyes run to and fro throughout the entire world to show himself favorable towards you. Know that his eye is on the sparrow and his eye is also on you. Focus on the unchangeable aspects of God, not on these things that you perceive to be changeable. These things that you cannot figure out about God, Look at the, the the unchangeable things, not the disappointments. Keep your eyes focused on Him. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and forever. I know that He's the same. Therefore, He does not change. I've got to in- increasingly trust God more and more. I'm going to ask them to put the picture of a little tapestry on the screen right now. Coritin Boom always carried this little tapestry about this size with her wherever she went. And you know, you look at the backside of this tapestry at the moment, and it is just a mingled mess of threads and nothing really makes sense. If you know what it is, you can vaguely make out what it is. But this is often how our lives are. Corey would hold this up to the congregation and begin to recite this poet or this poem. My life is but a weaving between my God and me. I cannot choose the colors. He weaveth steadily. Oft times he weaveth sorrow. And I in foolish pride forget he sees the upper and I the underside. Not till the loom is silent and the shuttles cease to fly, will God unroll the canvas and reveal the reasons why? The dark threads are as needful as the weaver's skillful hand, as as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern He has planned, And it ends off like this. And then she would turn it around and show what it actually is. A crown. It is, he knows, he loves, he cares. Nothing this truth can dim. He gives the very best to those who leave the choice to him. My dear brother and sister, as you look around you today, you might feel uh, that you're in a dark place. You might feel that you are forgotten and buried somewhere in this dark, dark place. But please look again and see that you're not buried, but in fact you're planted in the perfect will of God for you. And in time, you will break the ground again. You will come forth again. And you will experience that which God ordained for you. A season of fruit bearing. Just trust God. Trust Him. Take His hand. Do not look at the storm. Do not hold on to darkness. But let the light break through for you. As sure as the sun will come up tomorrow. Trust Him. But can we trust Him? Impossible for me, only if I have really surrendered my everything to him. There's a woman by the name of uh, Helen Rosevear. Helen Rosevear. She was a medical missionary in the Congo in the 1960s. This woman experienced torture at the very hands of the people that she once saved, whose lives she saved who she uh, helped them to deliver the babies. She was there with them in their medical difficulties. Yet when the mob mentality kicked in, they turned against her and she was brutally assaulted, raped, and uh, all kinds of, of weird things happened to her. And in one of those moments, God turned to her and said to her, Helen, can you trust me with this experience you're going through right now? Listen to this. Even if in this life, I never tell you why. It touched me so deeply. I sat when I read this quote, and I said, God, this cannot be true. This woman is sitting in this terrible situation, and you ask her to trust you even if in this life you never tell her why? Helen looked up and she said, God, this does not make sense, but I choose to trust you. My dear brother and sister friend, can you try and trust God right now in your darkest, deepest place? You that have lost a loved one, would you dare to trust him? Would you say, God, even though I do not understand I know you're a God uh, unchangeable. You are a God that can never fail me. You're the same today, yesterday, and forever. I trust you. I'm reminded of on that hospital bed, when I was with COVID in hospital, there was a moment I had to trust God. Yes, I trusted Him. And I started giving Him thanks, because you see, then I could give Him that thanks. Even though nothing makes sense anymore, I trusted him. How can you do that? And here comes the next key. Only if you have died with Christ and have died in Christ and have absolutely surrendered this life, will you be able to say, I trust you. Because the scriptures then come very clearly. John 15 verse 5. Jesus says in the red letters, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. You cannot even give thanks to God by yourself. Only if you have identified with Jesus Christ in his death and his burial and his resurrection will you be able to begin to raise your hands in the midst of a storm and shout a hallelujah. Oh, Galatians 2:20 is one of my foundation scriptures in life. I have, I have past tense been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. In other words, I have died but Christ who lives in me. And listen to this. And the life which I now live in this flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. But I will forever point this out. Here it says, I live by faith in the Son of God in the new King James. It's wrong. Please believe me. Greek people, I've checked it with them. The King James have got it right. And here's the key for you. In Galatians 2 verse 20. It is not I live by faith in the Son of God, but I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me. And gave himself for me. There is a huge difference between believing and living by faith in the Son of God versus believing by the faith of the Son of God who now lives in me. You see, Tien's bloom have died. Who is here now speaking? It is Christ in me that is speaking to you and encouraging you and challenging you and telling you. Trust me, I'm just the vehicle. I hope you get it and I hope you understand it. Because in Philippians 2, verse 13, now the scripture will make sense. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do. I cannot even will by myself. I cannot do these things by myself. If I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer Tien's Blom who lived, lives, then Christ lives through me. And when I rejoice, in fact, it is Christ in and through me that rejoices and gives thanks. Give thanks in advance. I am so excited about this because if you get this, listen to me. On this Sunday evening, your life is going to change forever because it will no longer be you that will have to fight the battles and perform and sweat and work for these things. Just allow Christ in and through you to be Christ in and through you. And hallelujah, trust will come automatic with thanksgiving following you know uh, it says that if we offer praise to God we actually allow him to come and take his rightful place in my life and in my circumstances God will never give up on you I will say this until I die you can never give up on God even people that are now angry with God because of what they're experiencing God says for you today, I understand, my child. Do you know that there was a day that my son hung on a cross? My son hung on a cross and died for you. Ephesians 2 verse 10. God is busy working his workmanship in and through you. For we are his workmanship, We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. You are under construction. You might say, Pastor Tienz, I don't get this right all the time. Listen, here sits Tienz Blom. Neither do I get it right all the time. Neither Pastor Harold, neither Pastor Jacques, neither Pastor George, none of us. We are all in a process, but oh, I'm a workmanship. I'm a poem, and God sings over me. Zephaniah chapter number three, verse 17. He sings over you. When you feel troubled in your heart, it's like a mother taking her child in her arms and just uh, singing a lullaby and rocking that child to sleep. Oh, God is singing over you a beautiful lullaby to calm you in the midst of your storm. David writes about this poem in uh, Psalm 139, where he says, How skillfully I I've been woven together in my mother's womb. You're an artwork. God takes pride and joy in you. You've got so much to be grateful for, but trust Him in everything. David wrote half of the Psalms. It's the longest book in the Bible, the Psalms. And it is a book of praise and worship and a book of thanksgiving. But you know what? David understood one principle and if you get this today you're going to have breakthrough upon breakthrough oh i'm so excited because god lives in praise when you praise him when you worship him when you begin to give thanks to him you are building a throne my brother and sister and god cannot resist but to come and take his place on that throne oh hallelujah right now in your dark deep circumstances. Begin to bold a throne and praise Him and trust Him and give Him thanks in all things, for all things, and always. And God will come and take His rightful place. But you know what that means? You'll have to get off the throne. Oh, hallelujah. Surrender that place. You cannot figure out God in any event. Psalm 22 verse 3 clearly says, But you are holy enthroned in the praises of Israel. God takes His place today on your throne as you surrender, as you die to self. When we praise God, we give Him His rightful place in, an, in our lives. You know, David, I looked at the themes of the Psalms and I'm going to quickly tell you, we can identify with David and David could identify with his people because he understood what it meant to cry for help. He understood what it meant when God became silent and did not answer. He understood what it was to cry out for mercy, for grace, for justice, for peace. He understood what it was to wait upon God. He understood what it was to be persecuted in sickness, in fear, in anger, trouble, security, for comfort, And he also expressed his joy and gratitude and thanksgiving. Read David's Psalms and you will be able to see that he often had tough times with God like you might be having right now. So in the Old Testament, we have have David. In the New Testament, we have Paul. And you know, Paul had his fair share of trouble. I've often spoken about him. He could identify with you, my brother and my sister, my dear friend, that have not even given your life to the Lord yet. I challenge you, come to God today. You cannot solve your problems on your own. George Matheson spoke of, he was a very well-known preacher in Scotland, but he was a blind minister. And he said these words, My God, I've never thanked you for my thorn. Oh, I have thanked you a thousand times for my roses, but not once for my thorn. You see, even your thorn can become a blessing in the hands of God if you allow him. We see it in the life of Paul. And here he says, uh, teach me to glory in my cross. Teach me to value my thorn. Show me that I have climbed to you by the path of pain. Show me that my tears have made my rainbows. Hallelujah. Paul, in the midst of all of this in 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 7, he says, Lest I be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given me, A messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. But here it comes in verse 8. I pleaded with the Lord three times. Listen, some of you have been pleading with the Lord 300 times, 3,000 times for this thorn to be removed. Yet it's still there. And this is what God says to him in verse 9. Oh, I love this. I love this. My grace is. In this moment, my grace is. In this moment, my grace is, in this moment, my grace, present tense, is sufficient for you right now, child of God, where you are. For my strength is right now. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday. Every moment, in the moment, for the moment, His grace is sufficient. And His strength is made perfect for you. Paul goes further. He says, Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, for when I'm weak, I'm strong. The passion says, verse 10, in the following way, I'm not defeated by my weakness, but delighted, for my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. My weakness becomes a portal to God's power. You've got a key. And as long as you give God the glory, the praise, and the honor. My dear friend, I want to say to you, praising God is so important that Jonah prayed for eight verses. He had this conversation for eight verses in chapter number two from verse one to eight. And the Lord did not answer that prayer. But when he gave thanks, the key unlocked the door and the, the, the fish just spit him out on the beach. Maybe you've been praying for a long time. It's time to start with thanksgiving. I'll enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, and then I bring my petitions. No wonder many of our prayers, I am sure, are not answered. I've got three minutes left and I want to say to you, That if you want to do the will of God, go and read 1 Thessalonians 5. Go and read Ephesians 5 and go and see what God says about the will of God. Philippians 4 verse 6, again, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving that your requests be made known to God. So I say to you, Jonah had his experience. Paul and Silas had their experience giving thanks and the prison doors were opened. You've got to believe me that I say to you, thanksgiving is the key. Hebrews 13 verse 15, oh, I have to give it to you because the key is is exploding in this verse. Therefore, by him, not by me, by him, let us continually offer, let us continually offer what? The sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. You see, it's not me. Die to self. Let Christ live through you. And you will see the miracle of God coming through in your life. I believe that the will of God, my dear brother and sister, will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. In the moment, for the moment, Always give him praise and honor his name. And you will see how God will answer your prayers. Father, I thank you now that you bless each and every hearer. Let the revelation that I've tried to bring across today be burned into their spirits. That many people tonight, even those that have been born again for a long time, We'll go back and say, tonight, I identify with Galatians 2.20. I will live a crucified life and glory in the cross of Christ because I cannot do it. But if I've died, I can trust in Christ in me to do it through Him. I bless you now in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as we listen to this anointed music that will take us into the holy of holies now in Jesus' name. And wherever you are, say amen and amen. Bless you and have a fantastic week ahead of you. Thanksgiving is the key, but trust gives you the ability. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefoolsonline.com.